Father in heaven, we thank you for the glorious gift of your Son, and we ask that you, in these moments, help us to behold him, help us to know him, help us to draw closer to him on this Christmas Eve night as we gather as your church family. And we pray this all in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, on behalf of our church staff team and our elder board, we'd like to wish you all a merry, merry Christmas. We're so glad that you're with us and you're choosing to celebrate with us on this special evening. The name of my uh, sermon tonight is called Receiving the Unexpected, and if you are one who likes to take notes, you can do that on our Church Center app. Otherwise, if you're here in the Worship Center or worshiping with us online and you just want to sit back and take it in, you're welcome to do that as well. Receiving the Unexpected. There's a joy in giving and there's a joy in receiving. And though there's exceptions to every rule, I think generally what happens is when we are younger uh, and in the childlike stage, we get more joy in receiving than we do giving. And as we get older, it kind of shifts and we get more joy in giving than we do receiving. And I think sometimes that's a healthy thing, but sometimes it's not. I think as adults, sometimes we don't like to receive because we don't like any help. We don't like any assistance. We don't want anyone to uh, help us out. We just have a hard time receiving at times. Maybe it's because it goes against our independence. Maybe it uh, is something that we just don't like to be in the center of attention. But we have a hard time receiving sometimes as adults. But God wants us to get joy in receiving as well as giving. Have you ever watched a young child tear open a gift on Christmas and they get to the point where the paper goes and they realize what it is and it's something they really, really wanted? Have you seen that unhindered joy? If you have the opportunity today or tomorrow to watch a child open a gift they really, really, really want, sit back and take it in and let that soak in. You see, I think the little friends among us need to teach us adults how to receive. They need to help us to, how to receive. We have to go back to that somehow. As I was getting ready for this sermon, I YouTubed crazy kids getting excited over opening Christmas gifts. And I watched this. And I had to shut it off after about three minutes because I couldn't handle the screams anymore. But it was an amazing thing to behold. Unhindered joy. Unbridled joy and expression over a gift. You see, I think that's how God wants us to look at Christmas Eve when we celebrate the gift of His Son. Unhindered joy. Unex- un- uh, over-the-top expressed joy over what God has done by giving us a gift. The word joy is something the church uses during this time of year because that is the expression God wanted to have flow over us when he gives us the gift of his son, Jesus. You see, during this time of year, we celebrate the fact that God came to earth in the form of a human being in Jesus. And when Jesus came to earth, As a baby, it initiated God's rescue plan for humanity to bring back into relationship with him humanity that was fallen, humanity that was imperfect, humanity that was sinful and broken. God wanted to bring us back into relationship with him for his glory and for his joy. So let me ask this question. 
Do we receive the gift of Christmas with the same unhindered joy as a child opening a gift they really wanted? Do we receive the gift with that same unhindered joy? And you could tell from my premise that I believe for you and for me, the answer is no. That we don't fully grasp it for what it really is. And I think part of that is we don't understand what it is. Part of it, I think, is we're distracted from what it is, but partly we have a hard time receiving. And so what I want to do in these next few moments is with God's help push the needle a little bit so that we can see what was really going on in the heart of God and let that hopefully break forth in joy in our hearts this Christmas Eve evening. I want to talk first about God's joy and then I want to talk about our joy. So let's first look at God's joy. The ultimate goal of Jesus coming to earth, which is what we celebrate tonight, going to the cross, taking on your sin and my sin, and redeeming it, paying our penalty for our trespass, bringing us back into relationship with God the Father, is joy. Joy was the ultimate goal. Look at this verse in Hebrews 12 too. It says, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Why did Jesus come? Why did he go through the cross? Why did he do these things? For the joy that he knew would happen when we are brought back together in relationship with his Father. It was for joy. He came to earth, and though he suffered on the cross, though he went through excruciating suffering, he was on a mission for joy. It was joy that moved him to do these things. He is a joyful God, and that is his motivation. He joyfully saves us from our sin. Joyfully. Think about how you would finish this statement. The joy of God is increased by. The joy of God is increased by, the, the joy that God has increases when these things happen. Now, there's lots of true statements you could put in there. The joy of God is increased when we love our neighbor as ourselves. The joy of God is increased when we love our enemies. The joy of God is increased when we help those in need. The joy of God is increased when we obey his word and obey what he laid out for us. You can fill in all sorts of things, and they're all good and true. Most of the time we think of things like obedience and worship and those things. But what if this was true as well? What if the joy of God is increased when he gives grace and mercy and forgiveness in our failures and our pain? What if God's joy is increased when we honestly go before him and we say, all the attempts to live the way you want me to live are falling short and I have just made a hash of my life and it's just all falling apart and I need you. What if in that moment God's heart is filled with joy? Because the Bible tells us that's what happens. Jesus' joy is increased when we go before him with our sin and our suffering and our pain and our loneliness. He loves to shower us with forgiveness. He loves to shower us with mercy. He loves to shower us with grace and healing. Jesus is not bothered or upset or disappointed when we go to him with our failures and ask for his forgiveness. In fact, it brings him joy. 
It brings God joy. When we show up in prayer and bring him our sin, our hurt, and our failed attempts to live for him, it brings him joy, not disappointment. Because that's what his mission was all about. Dane Ortland, in his book called Gentle and Lonely, writes this. He says, A compassionate doctor has traveled deep into the jungle to provide medical care to a primitive tribe afflicted with a contagious disease. He has had his medical equipment flown in. He has correctly diagnosed the problem. The antibiotics are prepared and available. He is independently wealthy and he has no need of financial compensation. So everyone who will receive this care will receive it without charge. But as he seeks to provide care, the afflicted refuse. They want to take care of themselves. They want to heal on their own terms. Days go by. And finally, a few brave young men and women step forward to receive the care that is being freely provided. In that moment when they come forward, what does the doctor feel? Joy. Because that's what he came for. He doesn't sit there and say, well, it's about time you decided to go. Here, I laid all this stuff out and you could care less. No, 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 no. He feels joy. Because that was his whole point in coming. His joy increases to the degree the sick come to him for help and healing. That's the whole reason he came. How much more would that be the case if those afflicted with this, this disease were his family, not strangers? So it is with us and Jesus. Jesus doesn't get flustered. He doesn't get upset. He doesn't get bothered when we come to him for fresh forgiveness, fresh mercy, fresh pardon, fresh grace. In fact, it brings him joy because you are receiving the mission that he came to give. That's the whole point of what we celebrate this Christmas Eve. We celebrate God coming on a mission to bring us back to his Father Jesus coming to earth as a human being to bring life, to bring forgiveness, to bring grace, to bring mercy, to bring joy. He came to earth, went to a cross, and became our sin and took our punishment. Why? To provide, don't miss this, an unlimited supply of mercy an unlimited supply of forgiveness, an unlimited supply of grace and help and love to his children. That was his mission. Theologians argue that Jesus gets more joy than we do when we run to him to receive forgiveness, mercy, and grace, much like the same way a parent gets more relief in the healing of their child than they do their own healing. We need to remember this Christmas Eve that Jesus loves and takes great joy in removing the barriers of sin and regret, the things that we wish we could change that result in us getting closer to God. He loves doing that. You see, we tend to think that when we go to God with our sin and our brokenness and our shame, that he somehow sits there with his arms crossed and says, well, it's about time. But that's not God at all. He is motivated with joy when we come before him. 
I remember one time when I was a youth pastor, uh, and I just came into town. Uh, I was probably in my first couple months as a youth pastor at Woodlands Church. This goes back to 2001. And I was kind of making the rounds and visiting different families and meeting them and getting to know them for the first time. And I went to this family's house who would became, become friends of ours. And, uh, but it was like the first time I met them. And they lived on the water and they wanted to take me and show me, give me the nickel tour. And so they're, they're taking me in their house. And somehow, you know how you kind of gather in a room, you're talking, and then it moves. Somehow I started becoming the leader. And so I'm walking. They said, yeah, just go ahead, go through that door. And you'll go out to the screen and porch. And so I walked through the door and I saw this ashtray on this table. And I, to be honest, I, I didn't even, I could care less. It just didn't, it hardly even registered me. I just saw it was an ashtray. But I walked past the ashtray and was out by the window. And I could hear them come in. And the people I was just was like, they grabbed the ashtray and they hide it. And it was like, it's like this wall was falling down behind me. And it was like, and I turned around, I looked, the ashtray was gone. And I was going to say something, but I didn't want to add insult to injury. But I'll be honest with you, you know what? I was sad. And I wasn't sad because there was an ashtray there and they smoke. I could care less. I was sad because they saw me as a representative of Jesus Christ. And the knee-jerk reaction was to hide the imperfection and to hide the shame and to hold back. And it was so counter who Jesus is. You see, Jesus hung out with the most heinous sinners in the world and they loved it. They felt so comfortable with him. They felt so at ease with him. He is the God who when we come with our imperfections and our shame and the things that we regret, we don't have to hide, but we can go fully open and say, God, will you come and will you forgive me? And you know what he does? He does so with joy. With joy. He doesn't wave a finger of shame. He doesn't have a condemning fist. He comes so with joy because he loves to do what his mission was to do, to restore us back in relationship with God. He is not disappointed when we go to him. Isn't that an amazing thought? Merry Christmas. When you come to Jesus in painful anguish, seeking mercy, grace, forgiveness, and help or love, you are going with the flow of God's deepest desire, not against it. When you come broken with your sin, when you come with the things that you're ashamed of and you say, I can't carry this anymore, and you go before God, you are actually going with the desire of God's heart, not against it. That's a gift. That's what we celebrate tonight. That's what we celebrate this Christmas when we think about Jesus coming to earth. God wants us all to know this day that he loves to shower us with forgiveness. He loves to shower us with grace. He loves to shower us with mercy because doing so brings him joy. Jesus said this, and he's praying to God the Father in John 17, 24. And he said, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me. I want them to be with me. Do you catch that? Do you know why that's such an amazing, joyful statement? Because he doesn't just want us to be forgiven and helped 
But he wants to be with us. He wants to be with us. That's his heart. That's his joy. The main goal in him coming to earth, the main goal in him going to the cross was that he wants to be with us in this amazing relationship. God with us is something we hear a lot about this time of year. Emmanuel, God with us, that's the goal. And us with God. And that goal gives him joy. So in the last few moments, I want to talk about our joy. When we understand that Jesus is filled with joy when we come before him, even in our brokenness and our sin, that he is actually filled with joy when we run to him, even when we're full of our regret. If we grab that, that unlocks joy in our hearts. The longing and the yearning to be known by God and to experience his love is overwhelming when we understand that. John chapter 1 Verse 12 said, But to all who did receive him, he gave the right to be children of God to those who believe in his name. This is the gift that's before you tonight. Have you invited Jesus Christ into your heart? Have you gone before him, even in your brokenness, even in your shame, and said, God, I need you. Will you come into my life? When you do, he experiences joy, and it'll unlock the soul of your being to experience joy back from God. He'll call you child. He brings you as his own. This is the gift before you tonight. No matter where you are in life, no matter what you've done, I encourage you to invite Jesus Christ into your life in this moment. Say, Jesus, I need you. Open the true gift of Christmas. And my prayer is that you open up that true gift of Christmas with a little bit more unhindered joy in your life, much like a child who tears open a gift that they really want. I pray that for you this night. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for the gift of your son. But more than that, we thank you for the gift of your heart. That you're not a God who stands at a distance, arms folded, scolding in shame, but you are a God that demonstrates your heart by sending Jesus to earth to go on this mission, to bring us back into relationship with you with the motivation of joy. Will you let the truth of that unlock our hearts today? Will you let the truth of that sink deeper into our minds and our souls? That when we think of God, we don't think of this distant, cold, hard-hearted being, but we think of the God of joy that loves being with his kids no matter how broken, no matter how distant they feel. Let the true goodness of your heart be in our minds this Christmas Eve and this Christmas day. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.